Hey, 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 everyone. It is Dr. Scott Runyon, uh, your host of the Movement Elevated podcast. And I am a sports-minded physical therapist based in Colorado Springs. And I love to do everything there is to do in the mountains of the Rocky Mountains. Um, so we're bringing the show today uh, to talk about ways, as always, to uh, get active, be active, and uh, stay active in a mountain lifestyle. Um, so thank you for joining us on the show. Always happy to have everyone come in and listen to us. So today, um, we've got a topic. We're going to talk about one particular modality that um, healthcare providers, especially physical therapists, often use to help people gain the best results that they can. Uh, that modality that we're talking about today is often known as cupping. Um, so a lot of us are familiar with cupping. We've seen it. Um, and uh, it's, it's based in Eastern medicine principles. It was done uh, you know, in, the, in the Far East for uh, hundreds and hundreds of years uh, before it came over to, uh, to Western culture. Um, and... Uh, those true traditional uh, Eastern ways of doing it are known as cupping, while uh, myofascial decompression is the fancy term that we often use uh, for cupping techniques, officially used for cupping techniques uh, here in the United States. Um, but it's, it's usually just called cupping as well. We don't always we don't call it myofascial decompression for the most part. It's just colloquial, colloquially known as uh, as cupping. So. Um, yeah, the, the traditional Eastern ways, um, were very interesting, uh, and, you know, they're still practiced in many places today, um, and that they use fire on glass cups to, uh, change the air pressure to, uh, to get the results that they want. It's, it's kind of interesting to see that, uh, that they use that, they use that, that fire to change the heat and then change the air pressure along with it. Um, which is kind of cool. Also, a little bit more dangerous than uh, than the traditional ways that we that we do it here. Um, so, how do we do it here in the United States? What is what is cupping? Um, there's a couple different options out there for for cups used for this technique. Uh, one uses little silicone um, silicone devices. They're kind of, basically they work like a plunger. Um, you set it down on the skin and it creates a seal and then you, uh, punch into it and that changes the air pressure and that, uh, creates that suction technique that you're trying to get with cupping. Uh, another common way that is done, and this is the way I do it in my practice, the type of cups that I currently have, although I would love to, uh, try it the other way as well. Um, what I have are. Uh, not silicone, but plastic cups. So they're very rigid. Um, they don't, they don't, they're not as, uh, they don't conform as like the other ones do. Um, so you set those plastic cups down the skin and then I've got a little uh, uh, thing with the trigger, a gun basically that I set on, on the cups and they've got a little air valve at the top of them. And I squeeze that trigger and that sucks the air out of, that cup uh, and that change in air pressure um, 
creates the, the effect that you're looking for. <clears throat> so when is it a good idea to use cupping? Like when do I decide that uh, I want to use cups on my patient to help get them better? Well, one thing that I am looking for uh, is tissue adhesions, tissue tenseness. Um, I might go th start going through with my hands first and feel around. And as I'm feeling around, I may notice that uh, the skin in a certain area doesn't glide the way that it's supposed to. We've got multiple layers of soft tissue. Uh, that comprise of our skin. We've got multiple layers within our skin and then you've got like fascial connective tissue and then you've got muscles underneath of that fascial connective tissue. And uh, there needs to be a certain amount of movement. If you run your fingers back and forth, you know, across most any part of your body, you're going to feel that skin kind of glide uh, over top of something underneath of it. If it's not gliding the way that it needs to and that you know, just comes with years and thousands of times uh, feeling feeling people's um, uh, bodies and how they move um, to know like, okay, this is uh, a problem with some of that underlying connective tissue and we need to loosen that up a little bit. That's one indication. Sometimes I will just feel tight muscles in general and cupping can be helpful for that. Um, so especially if someone's, you know, let's say along their back, I notice some trigger points, uh, some ropey, uh, tight, tense muscle tissue. I, I may decide to do it then, um, because it can help alleviate, uh, some of that tension in the muscle itself. Um, you know, and then from there I, I prepare the skin with, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, massage cream to kind of lubricate the skin a little bit. So it doesn't, um, so it doesn't hurt. And then, uh, put on the suction in the cups and, uh, what it does is it does a couple things. Uh, as that skin gets pulled up off of the tissue below it, off of the tissue below it, um, then that separation helps to create more glide between that and the tissues underneath of it, uh, which is, you know, incredibly helpful. Um, in movement. The problem with those adhesions is that they do restrict movement. Um, so oftentimes people move a little bit easier, more freely after they've had a, a session with cupping. And this can be helpful for people that are uh, post-surgical, they've had a surgery and uh, you know things have started to heal and they've started to scar down. Um, it can help to alleviate that. It can also be helpful for people that are training a lot and during the recovery, they haven't taken enough time to properly, properly recover. And now they're noticing, uh, you know, again, more, uh, tension between the layers, uh, of the soft tissue and they want to, uh, free that up as well. Uh, what it also does is bring in more blood flow to the area. So all of that concentration there brings in more blood flow, um, that helps bring in more, uh, more nutrients and also flush out some of the things you don't want in there, some of the toxins and such um, that you don't want in that area. And uh, it, it's incredibly helpful for that as well. And it can aid in improved healing.
there's a couple different things you can do. Oftentimes what I do personally is I will, um, you know, put a few cups on in an area. Like let's say most commonly I'm doing it on someone's either upper back or low back. So let's say I'm doing it on, you know, their upper back. Um, what I might do is put a few cups on and then what I immediately have them do is get up and start moving. So they may sit up and then start to twist their trunk a little bit, uh, move their head up and down, um, maybe do some cat-cows, uh, do some stretching, just to force um, that tissue to move while the person's moving. And it just creates a more, uh, more effective change than if I just had someone sit there passively. Um, off, and it, it, having someone sit there passively is also fine as well. A lot of people will do it that way. Um, but that's just the way I prefer. I like to incorporate movement in most anything that I'm doing. And uh, cupping is no different. I want people to move with the cups as well. Um, so after I do that, then I will usually put one cup on with just a light amount of suction pressure. Just enough to hold that suction. And then I will move the cup around to over different parts of the skin around the area. And that helps too. Um, it can get you know some spots that I might have missed uh, with the static cup, and uh, and it usually feels really good as well. People people like getting that the cup moving around. It's a, a little bit more uh, massage like than having the cups in place because um, you know while the cups are helpful, a lot of times it does hurt. <laughs> um, it's a little bit un it hurts. Maybe not the right word. It's a little uncomfortable have those cups on for uh, for a lot of different people. Um, so usually when you move the cup around, that's a little bit more enjoyable than the static holding of the cups. And you know, it, it was what, maybe about five years ago, I guess, it was about the 2016 Olympics when I think cupping really took off in the United States. I remember Michael Phelps and some of the other swimmers were showing up with all these cut marks at the meets at the, uh, at, you know, at their, uh, at their time trials and in the medal rounds, they were showing up and just covered, covered in those bruises that cupping tends to leave on, uh, on people. Um, and at the time, I had never, I wasn't even, even myself, I wasn't super familiar with cupping. We hadn't learned about it in school. And it wasn't a common modality that was used yet. And then over the past five years, it's really taken off. Um, you know, I think any, any therapist um, that is wanting to, you know, stay on top of things has at least looked into cupping um, as a possibility to add into their practice. Um, so it's become really to the forefront of, um, of conservative medicine, which I think is a good thing. Uh, you know, the more options, the more tools you have in your toolbox as, you know, a therapist or a massage uh, professional or whatever else, uh, it's, it's very helpful. Um, cause different people like different things and people respond to different things. So having options is always awesome. It's always a great, great thing to have. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it does leave those, those bruises, those cut marks will be there for a period of time. They're generally not painful. They're not necessarily tender like a bruise. Um, but it does, 
it does get noticed if you're wearing a tank top or you've got your shirt off and uh, you've got all these little, uh, it looks like an octopus attacked you um, going down your back. Um, and uh, like I said, it, it doesn't hurt, but it will be there for a little while um, and it, it'll go away in a week or two typically uh, and change colors like as a bruise would uh, over time. So that's, it's all normal, nothing to be worried about if you get cupping and you see that there's, there's some bruise marks there for a couple of weeks. That's, that's to be expected. Um, and it, you know, like I said, this thing works. Um, cupping really does work and I've really enjoyed adding it into my practice. Um, I think it's, it's very helpful and, uh, it's, as a therapist, it saves my hands a little bit, um, when I'm able to do that without having to, you know, dig in with my thumbs and my fingers to try to try to get something done. And, uh, that allows me to extend my career and be able to help more people. Um, and that makes it more effective too. Um, I can be a little bit more consistent with my approach, uh, when I've got something more systematized like that. And, uh, you know, when you can be more systematized, it, gets more consistent progress for people. So that's another reason why I think the cupping has been an awesome tool for uh, therapists to have in their tool belt. Um, and I, yeah, if you've never had cupping, if you're interested in trying cupping, um, you can always ask your provider, your Cairo, your PT or whoever, um, if they think it'd be right for you. And if, um, you know, if they, they do, agree that it would be appropriate for you. They can try it and you can see if you like it. Um, you know, if not, um, then, you know, it's not the right thing for you. So, um, um, that's, you always want to do what's the right thing for you, not just what's the most popular thing. So, um, keep that in mind also. And, uh, you can easily buy cups on, Amazon and you were able to, you know, use cups on yourself at home as well. Um, if you decide that's something that you want to try, I would 100% recommend talking to your provider first before, before diving into that. Um, talk to, yeah, talk to your doctor, your PT, whoever else, whoever else, um, and see if cupping is a, a right and appropriate option for you. There's not a lot of, um, reasons that someone absolutely cannot do cupping. Um, but you want to make sure you check off some of those prerequisites first. You know, you don't want to do it over, um, like an area with an acute injury, uh, that's uh, with like an open wound or something like that. Um, you want to, yeah, you just don't want to be cupping over, over major cuts and lacerations. Um, so being aware and knowing about things like that before you jump into this is also important. So uh, if you have any other questions about cups, how they work, um, how the body moves with it, uh, reach out, let me know. Um, I can be reached by email. Uh, my email is scott at backcountry.physio, scott at backcountry.physio. Um, and, uh, you know, we can always continue this conversation and let you learn a little bit more about cups and how they work and how they help people. Uh, like I said, it's been an awesome tool. Uh, I'm glad they're around and 
um, I will definitely continue to use them for uh, some period of time. So thanks for listening today. This has been the Movement Elevated podcast. Uh, tune in every Wednesday for a new episode being dropped on your favorite podcasting app. We're on most major ones, so check it out to make sh- uh, to see if we're on yours and hit that subscribe button, okay? Thanks again. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.